Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Your hand clap is too weak. Put your hands together for Jesus. Your hand clap is too weak. Put your hands together for Jesus. Let's appreciate what the Lord has done for us. Hallelujah. This early afternoon, I'm so happy to be here. If you are in this church, you are in this house, I want you to know that God has given us a covering. Hallelujah. And this Today, this afternoon, our pastor, the covering that God has given to you and me, is about to speak to you. It's about to speak to me. I want you to listen, open your ears and listen, and be blessed by the words that God is bringing to you. Hallelujah. As we are about to hear, you should know that it is God who is about to speak to you. Amen. And we will be blessed. We shall not go back the same. Hallelujah. I want us to put our hands together and welcome this anointed servant of the Lord, our pastor. Put your hands together for ears joy. Wow. Hallelujah. As you continue to stand this morning, we have a celebration service and we are celebrating the founder of this church, Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? Wow. Sometimes when you are a child in the house, you don't know who your parent is. You don't recognize your parent. Your parent is just somebody there. But as you grow, and as you begin to see that life is not so, so simple, you begin to appreciate your parents more. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And this morning, we are celebrating somebody because as we grow, we see what he means to us. Are you in the church? Hey, you are very quiet. Oh. We are going to pray for our father this honor your prophet Sunday. Are you here? Please ask your neighbor, are you here? Ask your neighbor, are you one of those children they are talking about? You are a child. You don't know what he has done for you. <laughs> Hold on with the music for me. Hallelujah. And so for a few minutes, I want to tell you a few things. Uh -huh. And I want you to be attentive. That's why I say you should stand. Am I mistaken or there are people sleeping? Uh, are you standing? Ask your neighbor, are you standing? Okay. Powerful. So first, first, are you there? First, if you are a member of this church, we have found refuge in one of his churches. Are you there? We found refuge where? In one of his churches. Amen. Maybe you have never been to a country where there's no church. I've been there before. And it's not an easy thing at all. To even get up and motivate yourself to pray is a problem. Yeah. Are you there? 
And <laughs> COVID taught us, yeah. COVID, you, you will be lying in bed. You say you're listening to that. Nothing, nothing. You don't do nothing. That's number one. Number two, if you are a proper child, how you think has been affected by the word of God? How you think? Yeah, how you think. He's affected just by teaching us practically the word of God. Because you that you are walking there, you would never have saved a soul before. But because we are taught to win souls, you cry you are winning a soul. You cry you would have been walking naked into heaven. But because of what you have heard, as you are coming, crowds will be clapping because you have done things. Yeah. Is it true or is it not true? Yeah. He has taught us a lot of things. Every Sunday, we are blessed by his words. Until you see down the barrel of a gun, you will not understand what it means to be attacked. But many of the attacks don't happen because of the prayers prayed over us. Week after week, we get prayers on Tuesday, prayers on Friday, prayers on Sunday. God alone knows what is being sent away. Are you in the house? I said, are you in the house? <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you, but for the word that you have been hearing, you would have been in jail. Because you would have taken loans, ah, you cannot pay, then they'll come and catch you. Ah, but is it not true? The way Ghana is, how would you have managed? I'm saying these things just so that we understand it. I asked for some Macarius to come. It hasn't come. He has written books. 60 plus 13, that's 73 books. I asked them, this is just 60 of them. You don't own it because like a child, you don't know what they've given to you. But people have read the books and become wealthy. You are there, but centrally there, your people are too. It's because you have not read anything. But he has written it. It's up to you. What does the Bible say? Write the vision. Make it plain that he may run that readeth it. He has written it. It's there. Hey, are you there? People have built churches from their books. Houses from their books. Ask your neighbor, eh, are you still Ankunam? Please read the book. It will help you. It will help you. It will help you. Yeah. He has written it. How to? You want to pray? How to? It is there. You want to build? How to? It is there. How to be wealthy? How to? It is there. How to prosper? How to? It is there. You want to stay healthy? How to? It is there. You want to have faith? How to? It is there. You want to break out of your bondages? How to? It is there. The enemies that are flying around, how to face them? It is there. Ask your neighbor, have you, what have you been reading at all? You have been reading some magazine about something, something. Are you there? Allow me to take my time. Allow me to take my time. Because otherwise, you would have been praying and saying, I don't want you to pray about contumbre. I want you to pray blessings. Are you here? I have been praying. I remember clear occasions. When I was praying and I was told, go and take this book, open this chapter and pray the prayers there. Yeah. Are you here? The last time that it happened, we were somewhere going to have a crusade and some people were about to attack us. I didn't know. And the book you mentioned, Know Your Invisible Enemies. I was praying that morning and the Holy Ghost said, take that book. Chapter 2. All the enemies there. Resistance, opposition. So we prayed, we prayed, we prayed. That afternoon at 3, we were attacked. As they are trying, yeah. A few minutes to a crusade. And then I said, but people, we had been shown, we have already prayed. God will come through for us. They were still there. Just about 30 minutes later, the chief sent people and said, hey, you people, everything that you have scattered, you better carry it back. Put everything back. Who told you to? Yeah, because we had prayed. 
you are there. Wall geckos are flying around you, but you have not taken. Hey! This morning we are celebrating him because the Bible says that we should share with those who teach us the word. The Bible says, honor those who, you know, give honor to whom honor is due. It also says to give double honor to those who are of the household. This morning, I want you to pray for Bishop Dag. He has prayed for us. Oh. He has prayed for us, I tell you. This morning, in a few minutes, lift him up before the throne of grace. Thank God for an obedient servant. Thank God for his sacrifices. How he put things aside just to be our pastor. And today, as we honor him, we want to say, Lord, cause him to triumph above his enemies. As our Savior Jesus Christ had enemies. And he said, we cannot be more than our master. And therefore, we know where the enemies come from. But may he never stop. May he never slow down. May he never be discomfited. May he never be overcome. But rather today, may he feel the strength and the power of God filling him as never before. May he rise up unchallenged in the name of Jesus, continue to fulfill the call of God on his life. May the scriptures come into countries. May people be lifted up because of him. Father, trip over everyone that tries to trip him over and lift up his head, oh God. May he continue to speak your word, the unadulterated word. May thousands and millions of souls be won because of him. Oh, we lift him before your throne this celebration Sunday. As we celebrate the one that you gave to us, Lord, we celebrate you. Pray that his family will be covered, that his family will be kept because of him. Pray that it will be well with them. No weapon fashion against them shall prosper because of his if you are here this morning and you are here because somebody called you somebody woke you up i need you to understand that they did it because they had been taught by him to do it that's why you even find yourself in church on this Sunday. Hallelujah. Thank God for another Sunday in his presence. Just thank God this morning. Just thank God. Father, we're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We would not have been here. We want to say that we're grateful. Thank you for the one that you gave to us, Lord. We give you praise. We are grateful Jesus taught us that when we reject the one he has sent to us we have rejected him and we have rejected the one who sent he Jesus the reverse is also true when we accept the one he sent 
When we honor the one he sent, oh, Jesus. we are honoring him. Yes. And we are honoring the one who sent him. Hallelujah. This morning, you want to put your hands together. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for the seven that he has sent to us. I don't know if you know this old song, but it's a nice one. And we will sing that you are good and all the miracles you've done have brought us joy. For we are changed and all the hope we have we place in it again and we will say that you are good and all the miracles you've done have brought us joy for we are changed and all the hope we have we praise in you right you are good and all the miracles you've done have brought us joy for we are changed and all the hope we have we in right we declare our love for you and we thank you that even as we celebrate your servant it is because we're celebrating you we give you all the praise in Jesus name and all the saints will say amen and amen now before you sit down take up your bible and let us make our confession just lift it up just lift it up just lift it up you want to say your confession this afternoon this is my bible I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do all it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. I think some of you, when you come to church, you're not used to standing. Amen. Well, this is the month of October, and the year is finishing. Oh, before I preach for a few minutes, I just want to um, go over a couple of announcements. The first one is that the Bible School ABMTC at Mampong is recruiting people, and by the grace of our special Father, as usual, He has given to us 
free accommodation. Amen. Tell your neighbor the accommodation is nicer than your house. That I know for a fact. It's nicer than your house. Yeah. You also have free tuition. That means that you don't pay for your classes. Yeah, it's very powerful. Amen. And our convener has also added, when you are there, we try to support you for the months that you are there. Yeah. That's if you are not going to play. So we will interview you to be sure that you are serious. Uh-huh. Are you in the house? Yeah. So if you are interested in going, I want you to send your name to um, Awo. Awo is the MC here. Or to Reverend Isaac. If you are in this service, you should have his number. So it's time. Yeah, it's time to apply. And sometimes these are the things that cause your life to fall in certain favored places. So I want you to consider it. Amen. Now, the second announcement is also um, some upcoming programs that we have. A month from now, 31st October, the end of this month, we have a Swollen Sunday. Amen. A Swollen Sunday is a time when each and every single one of us attempts to bring a soul to church. All of us, we have friends who don't go to church, people who don't know Christ, and sometimes we, when you make a special effort, they come. Are you there? Hey, you mind me again. So it depends on us. Hallelujah. 28th November is Basenta Sunday, and we'll tell you more details about that. More details about that. Now, there is a camp with Bishop Intefel coming up, so that will replace the camp we're going to have with the town church. That will come a little later. So 10th to 12th November, put it aside. There's a camp. It's likely to be right here at KNUSD. For those of you who are allergic to traveling for godly purposes. So for funeral, it's not hard. You travel. But when it is over God, that's when you have a problem. So because of that, we'll have it here. No, here, no. So that you, you'll come and give me what excuse you have. <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> And then Carol's service is on the 17th of December. Hey, I cannot believe that this tiresome year is almost over. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. So just keep these dates and arrange yourself around them. Is that okay? So that you can participate. And as time draws closer, you will know exactly what we are trying to do and to say. Because church is only as interesting as you make it. There are people who come from somewhere to be entertained. This church is not like that. We are all inside. How you make it, that's how you enjoy it. Yeah. If you want to be bored, it's probably because you are doing boring things. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I don't know. Some people sit down, they have only critique to run. And why do the people do this? And why do they put that? When you see such people, they are not doing anything. Yeah. But if you have a mind that I will, it will be interesting because of me, you are more likely to be happy. Hallelujah. Now, for this, the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about a very tenuous subject. <laughs> a subject that some people would not like us to talk about, but we have to talk about it. Amen? We have to talk about it. Amen. And it has to do with you and your finances. Uh-huh. You and your finances. It has to do with that. And we need to talk about it because the Bible talks about it. Charlie, I already. <laughs> so, and if I can feel it in the air already, I can feel it in the air already. I can feel it in the air already. That I have my aim this month is to talk to you about the subject of tithing. 
And I'll explain why. Many people in this church tithe. And if you are a tither, I want you to be fully aware of the biblical basis of what you say you believe. Are you seeing it? Sometimes you're just going along. You believe that is real. You've seen some one scripture. Okay, let me just do. But when something rises up to challenge you, that's where you maybe see that my foundation is not strong. Uh-huh. So my prayer this month is that your foundation will be strong. Uh-huh. Your foundation will be strong. So that if you're already tithing, you are listening for the scriptures that tell you what you need to know. I, I hope you are with me all right. Yeah. The scriptures that tell you what you need to know. And then, so that's one point. Now, the second point is that if you're not tithing, I want to show you from the scriptures. Because some of you, you are not tithing for two reasons. One reason is that you are struggling financially. And, and when you are struggling financially, it's like, ah, how am I now going to take 10%? And give them to God. Now I need to say to you that you are struggling because you are not giving that 10%. That's even the source of your struggle. Uh-huh. Are you there? And others too, you have been reading what unbelievers have to say about tithing. Now there are Christians who believe portions of the Bible. They believe the path they want to believe. And then they'll wake up and say, so why should you tithe? Because the Bible talks about it. Jesus never said don't tithe. He never said it. So it's in the Old Testament, but it's also in the New Testament. And over these four weeks, we will just go through those scriptures. And you will make up your mind yourself. Whether you are going to believe somebody who does not tithe and doesn't know what it's about, or you believe God. It's like you are coming to me for me to describe to you how we do brain surgery. I'm not a brain surgeon. Before you are aware, I've told you to go and take pickaxe. Or chisel. I've already killed the patient before the operation has started. You are saying, hey, but that's what you have been doing. You have been reading what people who don't know God and don't know about God and don't believe what they say about tithing. How can an unbeliever tell me what to do about this? I mean, how? Ask your neighbor, how? 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 You don't believe. You don't believe. So how are you fit to speak? Please give me 1 Corinthians 2.14. Let me just start there to be, to happy myself in life. But the natural man Receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Can you see the scripture? So when a natural man is like, you are just walking there, you are just there, you are not, your spirit is not, it's not activated, you are just a natural person. Naturally, it doesn't make sense. Give and you receive, it doesn't make sense. Naturally. Spiritually, it makes a whole lot of sense. It makes a whole lot of sense naturally the way up, step on everybody and go but spiritually the way up is down he will, who, who will be first step, go down he who will be rich give it cannot make sense physically it's a spiritual thing so when you find yourself having certain foolish arguments and discussions, decide that I will not discuss it, this is what the scripture says and this is it Amen. Are you okay? That is how to walk in a spiritual way. Because if you now want to apply your mind, how does it make sense? How does it make sense? I want to be honored. Are you here? So I honor somebody else. How does it make sense? It doesn't make sense. If you want to be honored, then you start to blow your own horn. How you are powerful. How you are great. How you are what? Beautiful. Or handsome. You know, you blow your own horn. That's natural. But spiritual, honor somebody. 
and you'll be honored. It does not make logical sense. It is not meant to make logical sense. It is meant to make spiritual sense. And so as you grow spiritually, you see, and it begins by a decision that if the Bible says it, that settles it. Then as it settles it, you begin to see it. Are you there? You begin to see it. You begin to see it. There are some people who say, but why are you celebrating Bishop Dag in Accra? You who is standing here, you are a pastor. <laughs> it is like saying forget where you came from. It's like saying forget everything. You are somebody, you have gone to school, you have become a rich man, you have forgotten the father who gave birth to you. And you have said that you are nobody from nowhere. That's what you are saying. No, 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 no. That's not what the Bible teaches me. The Bible teaches me to honor and to remember what he has done. And as I'm moving, I also see those who honor me. But I, I will never stand here and tell you. No, it's not my place. Hey! Ajay, ask your neighbor, who are you honoring? Because some of you, as soon as we talk, we say honor, it's like your allergy has broken out. <laughs> Why should we honor a man? So go and honor a spirit for us to see. <laughs> I said, go and honor a spirit. When you find the spirit and you catch it, come and tell us what to do. <laughs> the fact that God always goes through a man is something that is established and something we must learn. Yeah. Even when we say that he's going to help you, he will pass the help through a human being. That's what he does. When we get to heaven, we can ask him why, but until then, we have to accept it. Uh, when Jesus Christ came down to this earth, he had given up his divinity. He left it there. And the Bible says he left everything and he came down here. When he came down here, he was born like a physical baby. Physical baby. Somebody will bath him. Somebody will feed him. When it was like everybody else, when it was time for him to enter his ministry, every day we say, oh, when he was being baptized, then the Holy Spirit came. Excuse me, before the Holy Spirit came, he had to find Pastor John the Baptist where he was in the forest. A man walking around half naked. He had to find him there and submit himself to John the Baptist's ministry. John the Baptist cried, I didn't hear anything. He cried, I was saying, but what is this? He said, suffer it to be so for now. And it was only when he submitted himself to John the Baptist's ministry and John the Baptist baptized him like any other man. Then and only then did the Holy Spirit come down upon him. So do not ever, never downplay the influence. If he had not gone to John the Baptist, he would not have fulfilled his call. Jesus Christ admitted now. Hey! He cry found his man of God. Are you here? I said he cry found his man of God. I can give you so many examples in the Bible. So many. The children of Israel, they were under bondage in Egypt. They were there. And God came down in the book of Exodus. Moses was passing and he saw a burning bush. And he stopped. And God said, I have heard the cry of my people Israel. Is there a human being behind the verses. You see, your attention is not here because the scripture brought it should have been up by now. And he tells him what? He says, I have come down to, to save them. He said, I have heard the cry of my people. I have come down to save them. Now you, go and tell Pharaoh. Why didn't he go himself? 
He sent Moses. He said, now go. Hey. Are you in the house? Now go and tell them. Please, so if people don't let my anger come. Oh. If you cannot find it, just put it off. Don't let my things come. But are you understanding what I'm saying? God said, I have come down. So he should rescue them. Eh? Where did Moses enter the, the equation? I have seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. Verse 8. And I have come down to deliver them. Or oh, you have not seen it? I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Take us to verse 9. 10. This is all he's still talking about their sorrows. Come now therefore and I will send you unto Pharaoh. That thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. I thought he said he has seen. If you have seen... I thought you said you have come down to do. What's a human being doing inside? Uh, sorry, today that's not my preaching. No, it's just somebody was irritating my spirit and I had to answer. Yeah, I just have to show you that when you remove the person who God has set for you, when you don't acknowledge and you don't see them, you are the one who loses. If the, the children of Israel, if they had rejected Moses, eh, they would have been under the Egyptians' tail. Tell them about tail, tail. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, we are talking about tithing. And today I want to give you six reasons why non-tithers become poor. There are some of you in this house who should have been doing better than you are doing. And the reason you are not doing well is because you have stopped tithing. This is my message to you from the pulpit. I don't have to call you to tell you, but I think you know yourself already. My money is not enough. That's the reason, even more reason why you should tithe. That's your hundred cities. What extra is he going to do for you? Wait. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3. Let's just read the scriptures first from verse 8. Malachi 3, 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not pour up, open, where are we? If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed. For you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, when we plant a seed, or as we go through life, we are hoping and we are expecting that we're going to do well. We are hoping and expecting that we will bear some fruit and that we'll sell that fruit and that we'll live off the proceeds, whatever that fruit will be. That's even why you are trying to do some work. You know, trying to, you're going to school, for those who are in school, to try and finish and do something that will bring some fruit. Those of you who are already working, you are hoping that the work that you are doing, it will yield a certain fruit. Now, God is now saying something else. And he's showing us that it is not always like that. Now, if you are a young person in this house who is still going to school, this lesson is very, very, very important for you because you need to make your decision to tithe already now. 
And for those who are in it and not tithing, it's time to do you thing. Before uh, your poverty becomes deeper. Uh-huh. Because it doesn't stop. It continues. And as you can see, the, uh, the world's economy, it has crashed a long time. Hello? It has what? It has crashed a long time. Banks have gone down. People have saved money. Then they tell the bank is no more. And they are still struggling to get their money out. Hey, people are trusting their own power. Can you not see that your power is not enough? Oh, if I work hard, if I just work hard, I'll make enough if I work hard. Do you know the number of people who are working hard and are struggling? Do you think that people are poor because they are not working hard? If it was hard work, our families should be at the top. They should be at the top, cry easy, because Charlie, they really work hard. <laughs> Masons, hey, working hard. You see some laborer, Charlie, digging a pit under 42 degrees heat. Somebody says, trot, trot, mate. They work a lot, oh. It's a very hard job. But, so it's not necessarily according to hard work. And some pastor is saying that we should be lazy. If I knew who you were, I would take a cane to your back. Tell anybody you are more intelligent than that. We work hard because we must work hard. And because God says that we must do everything as if it is unto him. That's why we work hard. And we work because that's how we eat. But when you make a mistake to equate some things that are not equated, that is the one that we have to correct. Amen. So, why is it that when you don't try to become poor, number one? Because you have not sown anything. Nothing times hundred is what? Zero times thousand is what? Zero times ten thousand is what? So if you have not put anything there, there's nothing to reap. There's nothing to reap. It's as simple as that. Are you in the house? I've always told the story of needing to have some bills paid. And I picked my tithe card. In those days, we used to use tithe cards. Nowadays, the church is a little too large for that. When we finish, we can't find you. You, don't, you come to church once a month. How to give you back your tithe card? We can't find. Then you, you go and leave the tithe card at home. Then you use every, Just say, Charlie, please. But in those days, we used to use tithe cards. You know. And I was praying about it. And I just felt the leading of the Spirit. Take your tithe card. So I took my tithe card. I said, hold it up. No gap. January to whichever month it was. I paid my tithe. Then the Spirit of God said, summon the heavenly host. I summoned them in prayer. Summon those ones down there too. I summoned them. Yeah, because they are the ones affecting my finances now. And I say, I stand before you, Lord. You said I should pay my tithe. And when I pay it, you said that you will pour down an overflowing blessing. I have sown. I have sown. It's time to reap. I have something in the bank. I want a withdrawal. Heavenly host, can you see? You people down there who want to chop my money, you can't chop it because it's lodged there. Ah. But you, you pay January. February, you don't sow. March, you say your uncle died. April, you say COVID. <laughs> After April is what month? May. May, you say that oh, I'm just sorting out a few things. Before you are where you are not tithing any longer. So now what are you holding? I said, I'm asking your name. My, my, I'm asking what are you holding? Some of you also, it's not 10%, it's 5 That was not his discussion with you. His discussion about the tithe was 10%. <laughs> I 
Please ask your neighbor, ask your neighbor, what have you sown? Please sit up properly, sit up properly, sit up well, sit up well. Too many lazy young people, sit up well. No, the older people who are expected to be feeling tired at one o'clock are sitting up. It's the younger ones. Ask your neighbor, your bones, are they a spaghetti? Where is Tim's? Tim's next time, I think you have to find some water. You just squirt it in the ear. It's only of young people. Number two. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. <laughs> the second reason why non-tithers are poor is because they do not attract the blessings of God on their lives. Are you with me? They don't attract the blessing of God. Please, take us to verse 10. Bring ye the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me, that is, try me and see, if I will not open the windows of heaven. Are you seeing it? But you have been brought when you don't tithe. And so you are not attracting the blessings as you ought. I hope you are getting the point. Hello? Yeah. There are so many issues in the world, though. <laughs> Jacob had a very nice way of saying it. Take us to Genesis 47 and verse 9. Jacob was an old man. He was 130 years old when he met Pharaoh. Young lady on the phone, I wonder what you are doing on your phone. I can see you from here. I don't know why you're looking behind you. Yeah. What are you on your phone for in the church? Genesis 47. Jacob said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh had asked him, how old are you? Look at his answer. The days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. So they even used to live longer than now. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life. <laughs> you see, when he summed all up, all the things he had been through, it's like life is some way. And if you are here this morning and life is not some way to you, you have just come. Yeah, it's because you have just arrived. You have just arrived. But when you last a little longer, you see that life is very some way. Hey, you work hard, then somebody gets the promotion. Tell me you have not seen some before. You study for the exam, and you rather get C than the one who went to do a poor gets A. Ah! The days on earth. Are you with me? You work, huh? sometimes you just feel that what you are paid is not equal to the wala and the harassment and the something. That's why Jacob saw that he said, look, my day said there have been plenty. You can imagine this man had 12 sons. Please, whatever you do, don't go and have 12 sons, I beg you. 12 boys, oh. You can imagine the interfamily quarrels. Because 12 boys means 12 wives. So. Hey! Yehovah Nimi Shefo. Are you there? Hmm. When you come from a big family, you know what I'm talking about. Hey! My husband comes from a big family. Recently, my sister in law was lamenting. She had made some very nice cake and hidden it somewhere. The thing had disappeared, though. 
She said, ah! How did they even know that I put it here? And I started to laugh. I said, welcome to the club. <laughs> Are you there? And so Jacob said that, look, life is full of a lot of things, a lot of trials. And so God has made ways to bless you. I hope you're understanding the point. So take the ways that he has made to bless you so that in the middle of all the striving, there is some blessing. That's all. That's one you are quarreling with him. Hey, ask your neighbor, are you not tired? Hey, me mom, dear, I look for it one of these days, I'll be watching the face of Jesus. Oh, ah, goodness. I better be an Niger. Life is too troublesome. Are you in the church? Hey, the church is very quiet. I wonder why. <laughs> no, but it is real. It is real. Oh, you are not tired. Then you have just come. Tell anybody you have what? You have just come. <laughs> you have just when you last small no, you see that it is not simple. The only people who sometimes are allowed to do small in the church are people sitting in the front row. <laughs> Too many issues. Hey. Are you here? Yeah, Pastor Hope. Kumasi. Offenso. Kumasi. Five days a week. When you finish, then you are going to look for some stubborn sheep who are sitting here. Who you must chase. And they are doing you catch after you have come back. Meanwhile, you are going with your own money to go and look for them. Hey! Hasem. <laughs> are you there? Tell your neighbor one thing that's making you tired. One of the things. It's making you tired. You're tired. You are here today. Today we're enjoying our choir, but Charlie, some days it's a lot of sweat. Hey, are you there? You come and you are singing the singing. The singing is not singing. And people have come. They are tired and they are not happy and they have pulled their mouth. I have to. T- it's not easy. And God is saying, in all of your difficulty, give me a seed that I will use to bless you. Give me a seed bless you so that it will dim the difficulties. Number three. Non-tithers become poor because they have crossed a curse. Because of a curse. Nobody has cursed you. Nobody has opened their mouth to curse you. No. But there are curses that are working in the world. For instance, if you beat your father, regardless of the cause, you have crossed something. The thing was lying there. Or, or you don't understand what I'm saying. When you came to this earth as a man, you entered a curse. That by the sweat of your brow you eat bread. When you came to this earth as a woman, you crossed a curse. That because of this marriage, man, child, you will be crying every day. Another case is shown us here. Another case in Malachi. The case, please, be awake. He says that if you don't pay, say you are cursed with a curse. So God has put a curse there. It is lying there. As soon as you are there and you don't pay your time, you have crossed into it. You have crossed it. Listen, there are enough curses coming from your village. Oh. When Esther was sharing her testimony about the walking, I said, ah! What have the people from his... Because me, what I know is that walk geckos, when you open the door to them, they run away. 
If they are in the room, when you arrive, they run. I don't know any Wagaco that lives in a car. Number one. Number two. Jumping Wagaco. It jumped, it jumped on your face. Hey, what is that? What is that? Please tell, ask the guy whether he pays his tight, okay? Ask him, ask him. Because I don't understand that Wagaco. Too many things are working. Sometimes you come into a case just because of where you are coming from. You know, many times we talk about the slave trade and we talk about those who bought them and took them abroad. Do you know the one that worries me? What worries me are those of us who are here is our people who sold them. The one who sold his brother and the one who bought a stranger. Who is more in trouble? The one who sold his brother. And sometimes I've wondered, is that not part of our problems? (laughs) And God is saying that. There are so many of these things around. There are so many of these things around. Don't add another one. You have stolen now, you steal from God, please. Are you seeing it? Rather, pay that tithe and give me a reason to bless you. Perchance, it will overtake and cancel some of these things out. Number four. Non-tithers become poor because <laughs> God, the virus are constantly eating their wealth. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 11. It's almost depressing. <laughs> Malachi 3.11. Look at what he's saying. When you pay the tithe, says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Let me ask you a question. Those of you who work, I want to ask you a question. How many of you have ever been expecting some back pay? And the back pay comes and you say, hooray, hallelujah, the back pay has come. Then things go on, go on, go on. And one day, you look and the, and the back pay has become inframa. You are not sure exactly where it passed or what it did. You have understood a devourer. It has just come to eat. You don't know where it went. Some of you, you have brothers who are devourers. Sisters who are devourers. Friends who are devourers. Some you have friends who they own. I don't know how they know you have things. When you are broke, you never see them all. The day that you have gone to do shopping and you have come and say, I'm coming to cook the thing and do this, this, this. Then they arrive and they change your budget. That's a devourer right there. Mm. And the Lord is saying that when you tithe, he's going to rebuke that devourer. Suddenly they'll stop arriving like that. <laughs> Some cars, cars, yeah. No, I'm very serious. If you have the kind of car that is always going to the, the workshop, I think you need to ask a question. And you need to ask yourself, is this thing not a devourer? Let me tell you a story. One time in Tamale, we had, you know, if you dash me an Opel, I'm not likely to collect it. And it's because of this car. This car was an Opel. It was a, a diesel Opel. It was a salon car. Most of the time, people know the salon cars to be petrol. This one was diesel. And it was always disturbing. It got to a point, eh? This car dropped us. It, got, it, it made us get stuck on every road. Any road that a car can get stuck on in that area, it did it. Hey, one time, my husband called some boys to... And what was even painful was that the car was very beautiful looking. So it doesn't look like it's like that. One time, my husband calls some boys to help him to push. And they told him that, oh, my master, this car, it doesn't, it, it, it should not need pushing. 
until one day we rose up and we said, that's it. We'll not pay another bill on you. If you spoil, spoil. If you don't go, don't go. Do you know that the car continued working? Say mm. The day we decide that you, where you stop, we'll leave you there. <laughs> if you break down on that road, we will just push you and leave you there. We'll not touch you that day. In Kwasia no. It stopped. The car lived long enough to be dashed to somebody else to be moved. Oh, yeah. It moved, it blessed more people. But it was only when we realized that hey, every money that was coming, I'm talking to somebody, rebuke that devourer from your life. It is even when you are tithing that God will give you the ability to see it as a devourer. Because sometimes it looks so natural and so normal. You must ask yourself, how come you are spending more money on your brother than on your son? Ask yourself the question. Not once, so of course, sometimes once in a while, some school fees will come. But you are realizing that, ah, this guy. As soon as it comes, today's school fees, tomorrow he has gone to break somebody's window. You have to, uh, the next time he has to, listen, next time he breaks somebody's window, show him where to go and uh, do uh, concrete carrying. He should carry the concrete and use the process to pay his bill. Hey. That's the one. You have a problem with brothers. How can I have a problem with brothers? I'm just showing you how you may not recognize the devourer. But one of the blessings is that he says, I will rebuke the devourer. So he lets your eye open and suddenly you see the heart. Some of you, you have a seamstress who's a devourer. You don't know. Those seamstresses who saw your clothing so tight that after a few months you can't wear it again. That's a devourer right there. I said, that's a devourer right there. When you meet a proper seamstress, when you meet a proper one, they sew in such a way that if only the material doesn't spoil, you can wear it. You can wear it. Recently, I was looking at some trousers. I said, Charlie, if I count the number of years you have been here, it's about some 16 years. It's still there. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, you know, yeah, because normally I don't preach in trousers. I know where I wear them to. But I looked at the thing. I said, hey. 16 years and you are still going. You have more than paid for your keep. Now every day, every day, change the seamstress, change the tailor. Or a devourer, ask your neighbor, are you understanding? Are you seeing some devourers today? <laughs> but you see, the reason why you couldn't see them is that you were not paying your tithe. Yay. That's how come they have chopped your money. Sad now. Number five. Also in Malachi chapter 3. <laughs> and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. The fifth reason why non-tithers become poor is because their fruits are constantly being destroyed. The destroyer is the brother of the devourer. There are some people, your everything is destroyed. You get a phone today, in three months, it looks like an old something. That's the destroyer. That devourer. Somebody texted me recently and said, I'm on phone number five for this year. Something's wrong. Why has it taken you up to five phones to know that something is wrong? Hello? Your phone is supposed to last until you are ready to change it. But the destroyer is moving around. You have been driving your car. You don't know that cars need oil to drive. You don't know. 
You don't know that at this age, your car, you have to check the water every day. You don't know. <laughs> I'm talking to some people. Yeah. And every time the destroyer is coming to you, every day you are paying certain bills. That's the destroyer. It says that your fruit are destroyed. And there are some of you who've done business, and when it's time to reap the fruit of that business, then the whole thing is just spot. You were doing the contract, you had done it two thirds, and then the whole thing just the destroyer because you didn't type because you what you didn't type hey tell your neighbor I've changed and the last point point number six non-tithers become poor because they lose their fruits before they get a chance to harvest oh I think this one is so sad neither shall your vine cast her fruits before the time in the field. So you have planted, you have worked, you have plowed the ground, you have put the seed in, you have taken care of it, you have watered it, it's growing, it's coming, you can see the fruit, you're already beginning to imagine your harvest. You know, recently the Lord taught me something and he said to me, he taught me that for you to see your fruit, you must be able to gather it. It's when you gather your fruit, that's when you know that the thing, I, I, I mean, it's, it's going well. When you pluck just one mango, it's nothing. It's when you have a habit. That's when you, how do you know? I put them all together and it is three, four baskets. I know that I have fruit. But before you can get there, the things drop. Before you can get there. And many times it's because you have not secured them by the time. I'm ending. Listen, we are now in the era where you can see that the system of the world, it has failed. But oh, tell your neighbor it has failed. But oh. You used to believe in it. <laughs> I say you used to believe in it. That's why now they have just Bitcoin and things. They are just inventing another one. It's all the same like money. And they are all going the same way. They are all the same way. Are you there? Yeah. And you can see that it's going down. I don't know why you wait for it to go down. Rather turn your mind to God's way. God's way of doing finances. It includes that the tithe is one of the major pillars. And you want to tithe. If you have been tithing all this time, I need you to see the fruits that are ahead of you. And some of you need to even to talk to God about it. The Lord, hey, I've been tithing, oh, but I'm seeing some devourer. As soon as you see it, it is overcome. And those of you who are not tithing, let wisdom be your portion. And say to yourself that, hey, I never knew I'm, I'm, I'm massacre. Don't tell me that you are a student. Once you get an allowance, tithe on it. When you come and start asking questions, should I tithe on my net, on my gross? Please don't ask me such questions. (laughs) Buy the book and read and decide what you want to do. But tithe. Are you there? But do what? Tithe. May God help us. I said may God what? Help us to let our faith stretch into our financial area as well. And may he deliver us. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet this afternoon. Just bow down your head. I want you to just pray over your own finances. If you are not tithing, you see some of you are already inside the hole. And so now you need some faith to lift you up and help you to tithe on your, on your next salary, the salary you've just received. And so talk to God about it. Say, Lord, forgive me. 
Forgive me, I knew I should type, but I played with your word. I'm sorry. Help me, Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Help me, O Lord. We rebuke the destroyer. Oh, yes, Father, thank you so much for making provision for us and showing us how to become wealthy after your own ordinance. I pray, O oh God, that you forgive every non-tither in this house in the name of Jesus. I pray that, Lord, you touch our hearts. There will be a 100% tithing church. Whether it's a tithe of 10% or a tithe of 100,000, let us do it in the name of Jesus. I pray that the devourer will be rebuked from our house. The destroyer will be walked out. Our vines shall not cast our fruit, but, Lord, we shall live to begin to rise up and to do well. This I ask in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say amen and amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. This, this afternoon, you see, when you don't have any relationship with Jesus Christ, we cannot begin to talk about your finances or anything else. The beginning is that you have a relationship with him. How will you have a relationship with him? He says that if you believe in him in your heart, then you must confess him with your mouth. And that is how you'll be saved and your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are here this afternoon. You cannot really say, you're not sure of the state. You're not sure of the state. Your state with Christ. Or you know you have not received him as your Lord and Savior. Don't be worried. We're going to pray this afternoon. And by that prayer, you're going to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You are here. You came to church today. Somebody invited you. Or you came yourself. It's because he had a meeting with you. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. We're going to pray. God bless you. God bless you. Just lift up your right hand where you are. Just lift up your right hand. Now, if you've lifted it, or if you are thinking about it, just step forth. Come to me. I want to pray with you. Just pray. Jesus is calling you today. Oh yes, just come. God bless you. Just come. Just come. I surrender. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. Your heart is beating. It's the way that Jesus is speaking to you. He says, I'm waiting for you. Just come. Come and give your life to him. Come. Come. Just come. Now, if you're, you're standing there, your heart is beating, it's a sign. The Lord is talking to you. He's saying, all is not well between you and me. Step out from where you are and come. In these last few minutes, one of the things that destroyer wants to do is to destroy your life. And you want to make sure that that life is hidden in Christ so he cannot destroy you. Stretch yourself out and just come. And we're going to pray together. You're going to meet Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior with everything that you have. If you're standing in front, bow down your head. I want you to pray this prayer after me and make it your own prayer. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. 
cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for these young ones. I pray for them this afternoon that their lives will be impacted by your presence. Let their lives be changed forever for the better and let it be well with them in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. Who is receiving them? Please, I need you to turn this way. Where are they going? Okay. Please, you see... Barista Chris, yeah, you can give it to them out there. Turn this way and just join our lawyer over there. God bless you. Put your hands together. God bless you. You want to take your seat as we go into our communion segment. Thank you, Jesus. Let it roll, please. Take your holy communion. Take your communion. Wow. Take the bread and let's pray. Father, thank you. This is your body broken for us. We believe that as we bow to the body, this is the body of Jesus Christ. This bread, we take it and receive healing we shall not die we shall live to the glory of god this is our faith we put our faith out there we declare it life has come in the midst of troubled times in the midst of sickness and disease our lives are extended our days are prolonged thank you for your mighty power that is released in our lives we bless your name O oh god for great strength. Give strength to your people. Recover us out of sickness. Recover us out of diseases from where we cannot be healed. Recover us from the curse. By our prayers, we trust in you and believe in you. Thank you for healing. Thank you for power. Thank you for mercy, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the body of Jesus Christ. Jesus. greatest mistake of your life the greatest mistake you made in your life by today's communion may you be forgiven for the biggest mistake of your life the biggest mistake you've ever made the biggest mistake you've ever made receive forgiveness receive mercies receive washing your mind and your memories are cleansed 
blood of Jesus speaks for you. Let it flow right now. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus answers all claims, all accusations, all negotiations for your soul, for your life. Receive forgiveness. Receive mercy. Receive help. Supernatural cleansing by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. your hand and receive your blessing. Wherever you couldn't walk before, begin to walk there. Whichever room you couldn't enter before, you enter that room now. Whatever friendship you couldn't establish before, establish that friendship. Whatever was missing in your life, missing, a gap, may it be filled now. The Lord lift up his face upon you and give you peace. I bless you from the bottom of my heart. The Lord make his face to shine and smile upon you. The Lord forgive you and be gracious to you. The Lord give you peace. Lift your hands and receive it. Thank you. Amen. You want to take your seat? Take your seat. Communion starts. You have two minutes to clear up. Hallelujah. We want to go into our tithing segment. If you have your tithe with you, you need an envelope. Lift up your hands and they will quickly give you an envelope. Communion stars, retire, please. Quickly get an envelope. Quickly get an envelope. Put your tithe in it and stand to your feet. I am seeing hands. Nobody is serving. Lift it. They can't see your hand when you put your hand down. They can only respond to a hand that is up. Hallelujah. I also use this opportunity to lay my hands on you at least once in a month. Amen? So you want to make sure that if you're tithing, you receive your blessing. Lift it up and let us pray. It is actually the end of an old month and the beginning of a new month. There should have been more people tithing. Yeah, there should have been more. Lift up your tithe. Lift it up. Father, we are grateful to you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy as we tithe. We pray, Lord, that your word will come to pass on our behalf. You said that you will open the floodgates of heaven and pour down an overflowing blessing over us. You said, Lord, that the devourer will be rebuked, the destroyer will be stopped, our fruit will not cast 
the vine will not cast its fruit in the name of Jesus. The devourer is out of our lives. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. Place your tithe in the nearest basket and then join the line and come as we share the blessing. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you. May he be kind to you. May he do you good all the days of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the Lord look upon you with favor. May the fear of God be in your life, the blessings of God. May the Lord be pleased to see you. Keep moving. May the Lord bless you. May the hand of God be strong upon your life. May you be preserved. May you his call upon your life in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord help you. The Lord watch over you. May he turn his face towards you. May he help you in all things in the mighty name of Jesus. The blessing of God. The ways of God. The prayers. May the Lord stretch out his hand towards you in Jesus' name. May you be preserved and protected in the name of Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord do you good all the days of your life. May the Lord help you. May he watch over you. May he do you good. May his hand be upon you in Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. May this month be special in your life in the name of Jesus. The presence of God and the blessings of God. The ways of God. May the Lord do you good all the days of your life. God bless you. God bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord watch over you. May he strengthen your hands. May you have the upper hand in every conflict in the name of Jesus. May the presence of God and the goodness of God be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord have mercy upon you and may your ways be clear in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. You quickly want to find your second offering. Now if you have an envelope with you either from Prophet Hislod's visit or any other envelope with you start to get it ready you are going to bring it today also sometimes you pledge more than you are able to do in one go and you just keep on going until you clear it all but first lift up your second offering let us pray lift up lift up lift up lift up is english lift up lift up lift up lift up lift up lift up father thank you for all that you've given to us we bless your name as we place these offerings in the basket, let a blessing follow us. Lord, I pray that there will be a sunshine over our lives in Jesus' name. Remember us, O oh God, with mercy and with favor. And visit us this week and may it be well with us in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. With all of me, I we believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-F. God richly bless you.